0: Hello, person. Thank you for clicking on the Sean B show. Listen, today's episode. Fantastic. Week one of the NFL season. Fantastic. We go through it all. Okay. Look, I gave a lot of people some bad gambling advice last week. Okay. I told people to put their life savings on Carolina. Unbelievable. Why would I do that? Because I don't give gambling advice. That's why. Anyway, thank you for clicking on episode four of the Sean B show. Hope you enjoy it. we got a lot of exciting things coming up, not only with the Sean B show, but with second string media, this is going to keep getting better. Tell all your friends and let's just dive right into the NFL week one right now. You're listening to the Sean B show on second string media. Good afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time it is you're listening to this, and welcome to The Sean B. Show. I am Sean B. I am on Facebook Live and Twitch, and the artist to soon be known on YouTube, YouTube at The Sean B. Show, Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash media. And of course, the Sean B. Show Facebook page. That's where we show these things live. But you can listen anytime you want, and you all know that. Before I get started, I got a bone to pick with Bucky's. I was thinking about this the other day. They got Bucky's shirts everywhere. Like everywhere you go, somebody's wearing a Bucky's shirt. A Bucky's is a thing that's only in like the South and in Texas. And if you've never been to a Bucky's. It's a gigantic gas station with everything you'd ever need to survive. People will pilgrimage and alter their routes on vacation to go visit a Bucky's. I don't know that I quite understand that, but that's what they'll do. Bucky's. You got to try their peanuts. I can get peanuts anywhere. Not Bucky's peanuts. Fair enough. Welcome to the Sean B show. NFL week one is now behind us as exciting as it is to say that we're already one weekend. We've only got 17 to go NFL season coming in like a wrecking ball coming in hot. Lots of crazy things happened this weekend. Started on Thursday night with Buffalo in LA. Not surprised. The Buffalo bills kind of controlled that game. Won it big. Then Sunday hits and the surprises were everywhere. now, I may have misfired by a mile on a lot of the things that I bet on. And that's okay. Because the reality is like anomaly for, for week one. Uh, the home team won 36% of the games. The home team was victorious 36% of the time. That's wild. The favorite only covered half the time. Only 31% of overs hit. So that formula there, if you know how I bet at all, that formula there shows that I'm not going to have a good week. Okay. I put a lot of weight in who's at home. I put a lot of weight. You know, I want to look at these favorites. It's fun to bet plus games in basketball, but a lot of times in football, I generally stick with the favorite and I do not bet unders would have been a good thing to do in week one. The under hit 69% of the time. Not a lot of scoring in NFL week one. We're going to get right to it. And look, I went through some of these games on Sunday. Very confidently. Uh, A lot of things happened that just kind of shattered everything that I, that I, that I had in my mind. Now, I don't think anything we learned on Sunday is, are things that are going to continue to be like the Seattle Seahawks. I still don't think are going to be good. I do now think the Broncos are going to be less good. That Russell Wilson led offense couldn't get it. Across the goal line, you're you're talking about goal to go situations. One, they didn't score at all in the other one. They get a field goal. Denver was the better team. Russell Wilson was the better quarterback. Did not win Uh, Indy Houston. I'll get into that later. A lot deeper than I will anything else. Awful, awful football game. But again, a football game where Indianapolis who should have handily won that football game. And you can still see it. You can check the stat sheet. Okay, the Colts dominated that game, but they didn't finish. Couldn't finish anything. The Colts dominated that game. I'm not a surprise Philadelphia beating Detroit. I actually thought that Philadelphia might cover that five and a half. They did not, but that that was actually a good football game. Lost scoring. Lost scoring. They got to the 70s. Then we get to San Francisco, Chicago. If you're in the Indianapolis area, there's a lot of Bears fans around here. Rightfully so. Those guys get to chirping, you know shit's weird. I don't know what we learned here with San Francisco and Chicago. Did we learn that San Francisco's not that good? Are we just going to have Jimmy G back in the lineup? I feel like Jimmy G in the lineup, San Francisco wins that game. Okay, Trey Lance did not look good. Let's just dive into the stats here. Trey Lance, 13 to 28 for a buck 64 and a pick. That's not good. That's not good. You're less than 50% there. Justin Fields. I mean, he only threw the ball 17 times, 121 yards, but two tuds, one pick Chicago winning that game in the fourth quarter. I don't know what we learned there. Are both of those teams bad? Was this a battle of just bad teams? I know a lot of people thought San Francisco, there's people that have San Francisco predicted to go to the Super Bowl. I, I can't say that. I cannot say that a uh, big surprise of the day, Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the big surprises of the day. Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, this was a, I mean, not really even a good football game. I mean, it, Cincinnati brought it back at the end. Not enough. Of course, it goes to overtime. Pittsburgh wins on a field goal. Thought we were going to have two ties. With a minute to go in overtime in the Colts game, you're like, this is going to fucking tie. Thought the same thing about this uh, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game. Pittsburgh gets a W. Field goal in overtime. Mitch Trubisky, 21 to 38 for Buck 94 and a touchdown. Look, didn't throw a pick. Completed over 50%. But I mean, What do you want? What do you want there? Najee Harris with a receiving touch. Najee Harris only 23 yards on the ground. Uh, Chase Claypool actually rushed for more yards than Najee Harris. I don't think that's going to be a thing that continues. I think Najee Harris is going to be really good. Um... Good divisional game. Divisional games are wild, right? Okay, so we're in Cincinnati, which is what surprised me the most about Pittsburgh getting out of there with a win. Uh, We're in Cincinnati. Divisional home game for the Bengals, uh, defending AFC champions. Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh, maybe they got something figured out. But uh, Mitch Trubisky, not looking bad. Not looking bad. Not looking great. But, uh, and I mean, we're we're a slave to the stat line at this point, right? Pittsburgh Steelers, 1-0. New England at Miami. I was way wrong about this one. I was really, really, really wrong about this one. And look, we're going to numbers here. Mac Jones, not looking terrible, but threw a pick. Just not just not dominant, where Miami was able to be dominant. Okay, two of us, 23-33 for 270 and a touchdown. If you had told me that, before the game, I'd have called you crazy. Too. Look, Miami got out got out of there with a W. Tyreek Hill, ninety four yards on the uh, in the air. Jalen Waddle getting the tug. Dolphins get out of there twenty to seven, and look they could they, seventeen nothing at halftime. Twenty to seven at the end of the third. Miami won that game handily. So now you got to ask the question, are the dolphins, uh, a solid viable option for second, for second place in this division, you got to think Buffalo is going to win it. Are the dolphins a viable second place in this division option? If so, what are their chances at, at, at a playoff spot? You got three wild cards there. You know, that's, that's the thing you think about after you watch these week one games, you're like, okay. The Dolphins, put them on your radar. I think we still put a lot of weight into how good the Patriots are because they were so good for so long, and they had Bill Belichick, and Mac Jones is bad. I don't think Mac Jones is the replacement for Tom Brady that you dreamed about, Um, but, uh, yep, you got to think about Miami and and where are they going to fit in this end-of-season picture. So good game for the Dolphins to come out and get a week one win. I have to tell you something. And uh, this is an an immediate admission of guilt. But another reason why I must throw out the disclaimer that my job on here is not to give sound gambling advice. My job is to share my own personal uh, gambling tidbits that I'll be putting into what I do. Um, and, and if people find value in that, then that's fantastic. I can say that I have historically done pretty well betting football. If I ever tell you about a baseball bet, make the opposite of what I tell you. But football has historically done pretty well for me. My my real go-to is basketball when it comes to gambling. I I, I did I've done so well betting basketball. Football, not bad though. And I say that. And I, and I put that disclaimer out there because I may have advised a few people on this show, on the Sunday pregame, to put their life savings into the Carolina Panthers and the minus one they had against the Cleveland Browns. It was Panthers minus one at home, Baker Mayfield's revenge. I, honest to God, would have gone Carolina minus eight. Nope. So close. We were so close to a push. All right. Just a, a missed field goal away from a push. <clears throat> but the Carolina Panthers didn't have it. Didn't have it. Look, we're going to look at Baker's numbers. So say 16 for 27, 235, a tud and a pick. Not awful, not great, but not awful. Well over 50%, 235 yards. The Baker Mayfield stat line. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, no ground game. No ground game whatsoever for Cleveland. Or for Carolina, sorry. What do you got here? 54 yards on the ground? It's not good. It's not going to win you football games. Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries, 33 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Baker, six of those 54 yards. Also had a rushing touchdown. But you look at Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett, another Jacoby Brissett stat line, 18-34, to 34, buck 47, and a touchdown. Nick Chubb had a game, 22 for 141. Uh, didn't get in the end zone. Kareem Hunt did 11 carries, 46 yards. Their number two running back almost outrushed the entire Carolina Panthers running game. Uh, between Kareem Hunt, Anthony Schwartz, and Jacoby Brissett, those three did, and that's removing the top rusher for Cleveland in Nick Chubb. Buck forty-one on the ground. Great start to the season for Nick Chubb. And hey, look, Cleveland's got to look at things like this and say, okay, anything we can scrape, anything we can scrape, is going to is going to benefit us in the long run because Deshaun's coming back. So you got to think Deshaun's coming back. He's out eleven games, which means. He, which means he gets to play six. So if you can find, if you can find five wins, if you can find yourself being five and six, and let's look at Cleveland. Let's look, you got the jets next week. Got to think you can win that. You got the Steelers at home. Pittsburgh look good. Cleveland looked good. They look the same kind of good, right? AFC North. Good. Um, that's going to be a good one. So you got the jets. you got the Steelers. You got the, we've always said that that the Cleveland Browns schedule was very soft in the front. So like when Deshaun was only suspended six games, we're like, this could be a playoff team. We don't know what kind of Deshaun Watson we're going to get. Of course, we're all speculating. But you got the Jets, the Steelers, and the Falcons are your next three games. Then you got the Chargers. All right, they're going to kick the shit out of you. Then you got the Patriots, who, after what we saw yesterday, who knows? Then you got Baltimore. I got to think Baltimore's got the upper hand there. But look at that. You got four, one, two, three, four, uh, Four winnable games there. You know, just right off the right off the gate. But then you got, you know, Miami, who looked good yesterday. You got Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Then you got Houston. Okay? Then you got Houston. But that's Deshaun Watson's return game. So just between now and December 4th, Cleveland's got to find four more winnable games. Four more winnable games, five more winnable games. Then you got, you know, Houston. Cincinnati, Baltimore again, the Saints, the Commanders, and the Steelers. If you get any kind of Deshaun Watson 2018 form, you got to give yourself a chance, especially with how good this running game was. This Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt thing, and I know Kareem Hunt wants out, but that's the one-two punch you get there from Chubb and Hunt is unreal. 187 yards for the two of them combined on the ground yesterday, over 33 carries. So the Browns have a lot to be excited about. They have to continue playing good football. We don't know how good Carolina is going to be. We don't know how good, you know, Baker and and all we're going to fit. Um, got the comments there. Think they had McCaffrey on a pitch count and just don't want to tell anyone that's possible. McCaffrey's basically always hurt, uh, Glad I didn't listen. Would have lost my $5. Uh, yeah. you got injured. Didn't play the last part of the game. Right. But I mean, even then, just not not a lot of presence there in the beginning. Uh, Colts, Bengals, Titans, 49ers. Were those supposed to hit? I thought they should have. Um, All those. All those. Again, you, the 49ers were a question. And of course, now I'm going to the live comments. The 49ers were a question. With Trey Lance, who did not look good. Uh, The Titans getting beat at home by the Giants was, you can almost say, a a huge surprise. Uh, The Bengals losing to Pittsburgh, a surprise. But it's like, when you look at it, like, okay, I can see that. Look, the Bengals, everybody says, oh, the Rams and the Bengals, you know, the two teams who were in the Super Bowl, they've got them so touted highly, highly touted. These two teams, these are the guys. These are the guys. The Rams and the Bengals both. We're so fortunate to be in the Super Bowl. They etched they itched out playoff wins, which you have to do. Like you have to play well and and win those tight games in that moment. But what I didn't see, you got the Super Bowl last year. You got two teams that fought scratched and clawed to be there. The 49ers are, are dropped interception away from being there. Okay. The Bengals that is... These teams scratched and clawed. So what, what you didn't see, and it's and it's okay to not see this, but I didn't see the best two teams in the NFL in the Super Bowl last year. This is not what we saw. Kansas City was hands down the best team in the AFC, Buffalo right there. And that was, to me, the best game of football that I've watched in a long time was that playoff game last year, KC and Buffalo. Uh, the 49ers were right there. It just, there was so much. That, that happened, that, that created that Super Bowl, but nothing about those two teams being in the Super Bowl or how good a game it was, nothing about that made me feel like these two teams were were top teams coming into this season. Nothing about that made me feel that way. So, closed caption must be broke. Hold up, did you just gloss over the Bears' victory? Yeah, I did gloss over the Bears' victory. Muddy mess in Chicago, I wouldn't put too much into those teams' week one performance. Correct. And I love the pictures of the Bears players having fun after the game, sliding around in the mud. That was a mess. That was a mess. But that's football. They're both loaded with talent. Correct. Loaded with talent. I don't see those two teams. I just just don't. I never have. I'm not saying they're not good football teams. I'm not saying they're not going to be there again this year. But for me, to put the Bengals as a top three team in this league is absurd. And it was absurd even before yesterday to put the Rams as a top three team in this league is absurd. And it was absurd before Thursday. That's all I'm saying. Obviously it's going to be a fun year of football. Week one was insane. Insane. I'm going to skip right over this Colts Texans game because I don't need to be getting all fired up now. Let me save that for later. <clears throat> Honestly surprised that New Orleans had such a tough time with Atlanta. But hey, Falcons came to play. Look, Marcus Mariota not looking terrible, but not looking amazing. Like he didn't fuck anything up. Like that's it. that's that game manager stuff. Cordell Patterson with a buck 20 on the ground, though. Uh Mariota was 72 on the ground. Like I said, the running quarterback thing is awesome. It always has been. But you're looking for more of the Lamar Jackson type. A guy who's also a threat to pull up and throw the football. Uh, Cordell Patterson, though, looked amazing. You got it like that. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Famous Jameis, doing famous Jameis things. Only didn't throw a pick yesterday. That's always been the knock on Jameis, right? Throws too many picks. Fucks up too much. 23 of 34, 269, two tuds. Uh, Taysom Hill with a rushing Touchdown. They're going to find ways to make Taysom Hill relevant because they pay him so much money. Uh, Michael Thomas. <laughs> that guy could end up on like a missing persons poster. Like every time you look at Michael Thomas's name, you're like, A, how long's this fucking guy been around? And B, is he still fucking there? He's always been a saint. Michael Thomas, two touchdowns, 57 yards through the air. Um, Not surprised to see New Orleans get that win. Uh, not Very surprised to see them that they didn't cover. I really thought that. I did not think that'd be a close game. But it was. That's the beauty of football. That's where home team matters. And like I said, the home team only won 36% of the games this week. But it matters. It matters to be at home. Thomas is back. Thomas is back. Fantastic. Ravens-Jets. The one game, one of the few games that didn't surprise me, Lamar 17 to 32 13 three touchdowns throw in the football um only 17 yards on the ground I don't know that that's going to get you to a to a 3000 yard season to to the 3000 1000 season but uh Lamar doing Lamar things the Jets not good Jets just not good Joe Flacco threw the ball 59 times Joe Flacco throws the ball 59 times you have a really big problem but he was 37 for 59 got over 307 with a touchdown and a pick uh, Michael Carter, 60 yards on the ground. Brees Hall, 23 yards on the ground. Just the Jets. Just the Jets. I don't think it takes an expert or any kind of football mind to look at the Jets and be like, oh, yeah, it's fucking Jets. It's fucking Jets. What surprised me the most about this game is I think the Ravens are going to be really good this year. I think the Ravens can win 13 or 14 games this year. Um. 24 to nine on the road. That's a, I don't know if I want to go statement, but that's the Ravens saying, Hey, we're the Ravens. We're here. And the jets saying, Oh yeah, we're still the jets. Jags commanders Colts fans went fucking crazy. Cause Carson Wentz threw three, three 13 and four touchdowns. He also threw two interceptions, 27 to 41. Not a bad Carson Wentz line. Okay. 27 to 41, 313, four touchdowns, two interceptions. We've seen stat lines like that last year with Carson Wentz and the Colts. It just was 17 games, not enough. Because for me, two games of Carson Wentz last year were enough. It was week 17 and week 18. That was enough Carson Wentz for me. But the Colts fans, of course, in the groups went nuts because Carson Wentz had a day. And, you know, the commanders get the win over Jacksonville. Um which is, I don't know if that's a Carson Wentz storybook ending. I don't know how he feels about uh, his situation and what happened in Indy, but uh, to come out week one and actually beat Jacksonville uh, would have been real fucking nice to do that last year in week 17, week 18, uh, Carson. But anyway, Trevor Lawrence, 24, 42, 275, a and to pick. Uh, James Robinson, 66 on the ground. Christian Kirk with 117 in the air. Okay, six catches, buck 17. Good little day. Good little day. Jaguars doing big things. Terry McLaurin got paid and then caught two passes for 58 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson, seven catches, 72 yards. This is what I want to say about Carson Wentz. That's a lot of catches for a running back. That's the second most, that's the second most receptions on the team. Curtis Samuel had eight. But 14 carries for 58, and then seven catches for 72. You like to have a guy like that. That's why the 49ers like Debo Samuel. But it's Carson Wentz, game manager type football. Like, yeah, the Colts love having a guy like Naheem Hines to throw the ball to when they have to. You like to have that running back coming out of the backfield to catch a football. But it's Carson Wentz. Jimmy Garoppolo, game manager football. That's what I think. He did win us a bunch of games. Lost games that were huge. He's a Mitch. You know how we feel about Mitches. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. That is exactly how we feel about Mitches. But I am glad to see Carson went to the Commanders, got himself a W, uh, got his revenge over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blah, 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 blah. Packers Vikings surprised the shit out of me. Look, Aaron Rodgers is going to figure this out, first of all. So anybody that's excited that Aaron Rodgers is 0-1 and, and that Jordan Love threw five passes for 65 yards and Aaron Rodgers didn't have any touchdowns and threw an interception. Everybody that's, ex- that's excited about Aaron Rodgers, like, stinking it up. Okay, they stunk. Minnesota was clearly the better team all day long. Kirk Cousins, 23-32, of 32, 277, two tons, no picks. That's a stat line. That's gonna win you a lot of football games. Dalvin Cook got another ninety on the ground. Justin Jefferson, and that gritty. I almost knocked my headphones off trying to gritty. I can't gritty, so I'm not real sure why I did that. But uh, Justin Jefferson, nine catches, buck eighty four, two tuds. What a day! Uh, Minnesota just clearly the better team in this ball game. Okay, but if you're excited, if you're a say a Bears fan, Derek, or a Lions fan, Derek. No, Derek hates the Lions. I don't even think he's probably stocked. He's probably still not even watching. But if you're a Bears fan or a Lions fan or even a Vikings fan that's excited that Aaron Rodgers did not look great, don't get fucking used to that. Okay? Aaron Rodgers, they say, oh, he doesn't have targets. His top receiving target was A.J. Dillon, a running back. Romeo Dobbs, Robert Tonyan, Christian Watson, Josiah Degara, Aaron Jones, Sammy Watkins got three catches. Um, Yeah, if, if you're a guy that's excited about this, Aaron Rodgers' new 22 brand of football, like, do not get used to this, okay? I don't know if you know this about Aaron Rodgers. He's the fucking MVP. He's going to figure this out. I I saw this score yesterday. I didn't get a chance to watch any of the game. But I saw this score yesterday, and I thought to myself, the Packers are still going to win this division. Almost no doubt in my mind. I kind of want to go bet it now. Because like I said, Minnesota looked clearly like the better team at home against the Packers yesterday. Which is what you're supposed to do when you're pretty good. I think the Vikings are pretty good. Uh, I think you just rely too much on a guy like Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins has just proven over time and time again that consistency, not really his thing. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins yesterday, 23 of 32, 277, two tuds, no picks. That's a great stat line. Call me next week. Call me next week. Giants-Titans. This is a game I wish I could have watched. And this is what sucks, Like right? like At 1 o'clock, I'm going to watch the Colts game. I'm not a guy who's in a situation where I have just TVs everywhere and can pay attention to everything and this and that and this and that. And I'm just going to watch fucking Colts game. I'm pretty forward about who I am, but watching kind of the scores all day long and seeing this happen and seeing the Titans up thirteen nothing at halftime, then it's twenty to thirteen at the end of the third. And then the Giants doing big things in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't, I I never really got a chance to pay much attention because it just developed so slowly. But at the end of the day, Daniel Jones came out on top. Saquon looking like a fucking great running back yesterday. Daniel Jones, you know, 17 of 21, which is a great number. 17 of 21. He only threw the ball 21 times, completed 17 of them. One of his incompletions was a pick. So he had three balls yesterday that he put in the air that were not caught. I don't care who you are. The pick is bad. And if there were more than probably more than one pick, it's really bad. But 17 to 21 is a great number. 188, two touchdowns. That's, again, you're managing football games. Okay. Okay. Where are your receptions? Saquon Barkley was your leading receiver with six catches. Leading most receptions, six catches for 30 yards. Sterling Shepard, two for 71. As a Colts fan, this is exciting to me because despite the tie, and this is more exciting as a Texans fan, I imagine. Despite the tie with losses by Tennessee and Jacksonville. The Colts and the Texans are tied for first place in this division. So if you're a Texans fan, who's going to spend the bulk of this season not having a whole lot to cheer about, I still believe that. You tied the Colts. You're currently in first place. I, If you're a Texans fan, this has got to be your prime time right now. I would think so. I fuck with a lot of Texans groups on Facebook just to kind of see what You know, I like to see what everybody's saying. Dude, these guys are jacked. They just beat the Colts. They're going to win nine games. They're going to make a run at the playoffs. Texans fans are fucking jacked. I have more fun in opposing team groups than I have in my own team's fucking groups where we are now replacing Rodrigo Blankenship and firing Frank Reich immediately. I did not at any point say that I disagreed with either of those two things. That's all you hear about, though. Oh, and Matt Ryan was terrible. We should have stuck with Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan's the only reason we tied that football game yesterday. That's it. This is why I saved the Colts game for last, by the way. This is why I talked about the Colts game last. Raiders Chargers did get a chance to watch a good chunk of this one, and Derek Carr looked terrible. Okay. Good thing we went and got Devontae Adams so he could throw three passes to the other team. 22 at 37, 295, two touchdowns. But, God, you can't turn the ball over that much. You're going to lose. Devontae got 10 for a buck 41 on a touchdown. Raiders fans got to be happy about him. Okay, Devontae even uh, uh, got in the passing game a little bit. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, 10 carries, 57 yards. Brandon Bolden, three carries, seven yards. The Chargers, who I think will win the AFC West, I said that. 26-34, to 34, 279, three touchdowns for Justin Herbert. He looks like Justin Herbert. That kid could be an MVP one day. The only thing that's going to keep Justin Herbert from being an MVP one day is the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen exist. That's the only thing keeping Herbert is the other guys around in the league. Quarterback plays so good right now across the, the league with these young guys. Uh, Austin Eckler, not a lot of running, not not a lot to talk about in the rushing game for the Chargers. Eckler with 14 carries for 36. That's 2.6 yards per carry. Yeah, that's Trent Richardson numbers, man. Actually, way worse than Trent Richardson numbers. Uh, In the receiving game, though, a lot of targets. God, Josh Palmer caught three balls. Got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine targets yesterday for Justin Herbert. Uh, The leading receiver, Keenan Allen. DeAndre Carter and Gerald Everett got a touchdown. Alexander Horvath got a touchdown. Uh, Chargers looking good at home against the Raiders. And and again, you take away three interceptions by Derek Carr. This game could have been lopsided the other way. I think, I think this would be the, I still think this would be the most exciting division. The chiefs dominated. We'll get to them in a minute. They dominated on the road. Um, This Chargers Raiders game could have been completely the other way. If it were played in uh, Las Vegas. It's going to be a fun division to watch. Chiefs Cardinals. Look, I, I, this is one of the few games where I was like, yeah, Kansas City's going to cover. I don't think the Cardinals are that good. I still don't think the Cardinals are that good. Since when is Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes the second. I knew he was Patrick Mahomes the second. I just didn't know they put it on the website. Uh, Kyler Murray, 22 at 34 buck, 93, two touchdowns. Didn't, didn't hurt him. Problem with Kyler Murray is he was also their leading rusher. And not that that's a Kyler Murray problem. It's more of a dimensional problem with the Arizona Cardinals. They got worked at home yesterday. 44-21. Pat Mahomes, 30-39, 365 tuds. That ain't a Patrick Mahomes stat line. You're crazy. Uh, Travis Kelsey was his big receiver with a buck 21 and a touchdown. Uh, Juju getting in there. Six catches for 79. MVS, four for 44. And then edwards Elair caught two touchdown passes yesterday. Isaac- Isaiah Pacheco with a tud 12 for 62 look at that Kansas City Chiefs looking like the Kansas City Chiefs so it's another year of this shit I fear all right thumbs down all right Buck's Cowboys <laughs> got a chance to watch this game and he wants to talk about like this was so this was so boring this was so boring Tom Brady didn't look like Tom Brady. Uh, 11 days he missed camp. What I did see if Tom Brady do is run the football. Tom Brady, minus one, minus one rushing yards. But uh, I saw Tom Brady take some hits and bounce back up. And to me, I like to watch the guys that are older than me. Okay, so Tom Brady's clearly older than I am still, still doing it, taking shots, getting right back up. Got a little pissed about get taking shots. A little mad. Got hit a little too much. But 18 to 27 for 212, a ton to pick. This uh, Dak Prescott thing. I think what they said probably four weeks is the last I heard about Dak. Gotta have surgery on his hand. Uh Cooper Rush come in there, seven to thirteen for sixty four. Nothing going right for the Cowboys. Nothing going right for the Cowboys. And then you look at Cowboys fans, and they're like, well, Cooper Rush played better anyway. Well, Cooper Rush didn't throw a pick. I don't know that played better is the uh, the word there. Zeke, 10 for 52. Uh, just nothing to look at positively on the Cowboys side of things. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think the Cowboys are a bad football team, but uh, we got to find some positives there. That head coach is gone maybe midseason. Mike McCarthy might be on a mid-season hot seat. Jerry Jones is a wild animal. Jerry Jones might be the head coach of that team before the end of the year. He'll just fucking do it himself. He'll just fucking do it himself then. <laughs> Cowboys get worked Tampa at home. Tampa Bay coming in They're winning 19-3. And then I talked about this already. I said the Seahawks were a potential team to not win a game all year. And of course, they win week one against a team I thought they had no shot of beating Russell Wilson. Didn't look bad, but your offense has to cross the goal line when you're in those goal to go situations. I mean, we got one yard, we're goal to go a yard out twice. Once you got a field goal, once you didn't get anything. A yard. Russell Wilson threw for 340 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Geno Smith, 23-28, which is an amazing line. 195 yards, two touchdowns. What I said, somebody talked to me about fantasy football a while back, and I said, stay away from DK Metcalf and stay away from Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf, seven grabs for 36 yards. Tyler Lockett, three grabs for 28 yards. These are downfield receivers. Lockett's average of 9.3. Okay. You can get that. But DK Met, DK Metcalf, 5.1 yards a catch. That's troublesome. That's telling to me. You need to get these guys downfield. DK Metcalf is an athletic freak. Get him downfield. Rashad Penny, 12 carries for 60 yards. I still don't see anything positive that, that's... I mean, aside from the win and in the NFL, you want wins. The Seahawks are above the Rams and the standings and the Cardinals and the Niners. The Seahawks are in fucking first place. Jesus Christ. I don't see a lot of positives here for Seattle though. Monday night football, just kind of a sleeper, kind of a sleeper. Uh, 17, 16 Seahawks win. And it's, it tells me that Denver might have either a familiarity, fami- <laughs> there's another edit, a familiarity issue with with I don't know. It does it just you throw twenty nine to forty two for three forty like Russell's doing something right. So I don't. It's hard to it's hard to explain how Denver lost his football game. I I I want someone to explain it to me, but. Seattle's in first place, the Denver Broncos 0-1. Um, I really hope that's not a trend because I, I want to see this AFC West top to bottom be very good. That's going to be an exciting storyline for the year. But uh, Denver, Denver didn't look good yesterday, despite Russell Wilson having what a lot of people might call a fucking day. Uh, no picks, 29-42, to for 340 in a touch. That, hard, to, hard to not call that a day. All right. I have to do this. I'm going to take a drink of my drink. I have to talk about this fucking Colts game. From uh, the unbiased standpoint, Davis Mills had a pretty good football game. 23 at 37 for 240 and two touchdowns. Did not throw a pick. You look at uh Turnovers. And uh, Colts had two. Texans had one. But look at the yards. Like, this, this bothers me. Indianapolis Colts win the total yards battle 517 to 299. That's fucking lopsided. Passing yards, 340 to 222. Not so much lopsided, but lot going on there. Rushing yards, buck 77 to 77. You rushed them by 100 yards. Yards per play, 5.7 to 4.4. First downs, 33 to 20. Uh, total plays, 90 to 68. Uh, the Texans won the penalty battle. But time of possession, 39 minutes, 37 seconds to 30 minutes, 23 seconds. The Gold's dominated the stat sheet in this game. So then where where are your miscues? Now, a lot of people are going to point to a fourth down, uh, go for it instead of kick the field goal situation. Well, A lot of people are going to backtrack and say, well, Rodrigo probably just would have missed it. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where in lies the play calling. In my opinion, we're not aggressive when we should be. I just don't like that Frank Reich doesn't know how to act like we're the better team. Go in and assert yourself. We're not assertive whatsoever. It's very conservative play calling. Very let's go for it on second and 10. Very just chill the fuck out and You know, we're going to get there. Trust the process. Trust the process. Go dominate the fucking football game, Frank. Go dominate the fucking football game. And I agree. Those guys were not prepared. Rodrigo should have never been in that position in OT. Rodrigo should bang out a 42-yard field goal in OT to win that game. But, like, even the field goal. Even So, like, even when you get down at overtime, you know a field goal is going to win this game. That's all you want to do. You've played dog shit all day long. Why are you waiting? Till, why are you waiting? Just get in position. Kick the fucking thing. Maybe take an extra play to put the ball in the spot where Rodrigo's best at. But we're just pussyfooting around. You've already had three snap miscues between Kelly and Matt Ryan. And to me, like once you're in field goal range in overtime, you're running extra plays. It was just the whole thing looks stupid to me but no matter what the colts i feel we're lucky to come back and get a tie i don't see how this i don't see how this game's not 31 to 17 or 31 to 20 with the way the stat lines look and i said this to my brother the other day i said this to anybody that asked me about the colts game what happened in the colts game i don't know we dominated the fucking stat sheet stats aren't everything look there's intangibles there that have to be there but when you win a game five seventeen to two ninety nine in terms of yards, when you outrush the other team by a hundred yards, when you outpossess the other team by damn near ten fucking minutes, like there's no reason for this game to go to overtime. There's no reason for this game to end in a tie. There's no reason for this game to be just a. It it would feel like here's to me. What's crazy is it would feel like the Texans were the team that scratched and clawed the way to get back into it. Like, that's what it would feel like to me, is that that the Texans are the team that scratched and clawed their way back into this game, and they're not. They're not. They were up 20 to three. They were up 20 to three. And there's no indicator to this in the stat sheet. And there hadn't been. Like The Colts dominated time and possession the entire game. They got a lot of those passing yards there in the fourth quarter when they came back. They got a lot of that there in the fourth quarter. But possessing the football, getting off the field on defense, in you know, the second quarter, Houston kind of took off. And, and controlled the ball game. We have to figure that out. The Colts have to figure that out. No killer instinct, especially the kicker. I've been saying the coach needs to go for two years. I agree. Look, I'm, I, I, didn't, I didn't fully agree with that statement until yesterday. Yesterday, I began to agree with that statement because it's new personnel. It's the best running back in football. There's pieces around. And and there was an article today that said the Colts just still don't have the pieces. They have the pieces. It's a talented roster. You're missing Shaquille Leonard. You're missing Shaquille Leonard. You probably should have went and signed another wide receiver. But the reality is this receiving core may work. They come out flat. That's been the case since Frank Reich has taken over. They come out flat. They come out on their heels. They don't know what's going on. They adjust throughout the game. If they can adjust and and come back and win, great. They're they're in every game, even if they're being dominated. They come out on their heels. They have no fucking idea what to do when they come out of the tunnel. Make adjustments throughout the game. And make it a game. In this case, tie the game. Sometimes, holy shit, got to edit that. Sometimes win the game. It's a it's a nasty formula. It's never gonna get it done. You you come out just this this kind of dink and doink style of football that you're not built to run. Look, you have Jonathan fucking Taylor in the backfield. You've got two eight in the backfield. Okay. That means on the opposite side of the football. There's linebackers that have a fucking decision to make every snap he's in the game. They have a fucking big, big decision to make every time Jonathan Taylor stands behind or next to Matt Ryan. Take advantage of it. Use that run game to set up the pass. Use that pass game to set up the run sometimes. Let him know. You're fucking right. We'll, we'll run play action. You're fucking right we'll throw downfield on second long. Fuck yeah, we will. We'll do any of this shit because we can. Because we know that you have no fucking idea what 2 eight's going to do. Maybe not as scary when Naheem Hines is in the ballgame, but Naheem Naheem Hines is still pretty fucking good too. But when 2 eight's back there, every linebacker on the opposing defense has a fucking decision to make every play. Colts get out of Houston with a tie, despite looking awful for most of the game and dominating the stat sheet at the same time. I'm not real sure how I can say all that in the same sentence, but that's how it worked. That's how it went down 20 to 20. The Colts are in first place, tied with the Houston Texans, (laughs) of all irony. Uh, That's that. That was NFL week one. I'm super stoked to look forward to week two. I haven't done it yet. Look, I haven't done it yet. I made a promise to myself, like, we're not looking forward to week two until we're out of week one. We've gone through week one. We've looked at all the shit that surprised me. I don't know who bets football. I had a terrible week, but like I said, 36% of home teams won. That's a small number. 50% of favorites covered. I feel like that's probably about average. Like favorites don't cover all the time. 50% average, maybe even high. But the one that got me and the one that will always get me is I never bet unders. I never bet unders only 31% of overs hit this weekend. Only 31% of overs hit. So we'll watch that closely and see if maybe that's a trend that's going to become a thing in the NFL. I really hope not. Cause I hate betting fucking unders. I absolutely hate betting unders. Uh, when you bet the over, you're not really out of it until the game's over. When you bet the under, you could be out of it in the first fucking half. So, I like I prefer overs. Uh, only thirty one percent of overs hit. We're gonna see how these trends, how some of these teams. I'm particularly watching San Francisco to see how they respond to a loss to the Bears. If they do not respond well next week, this could be disastrous for those guys out there in San Francisco. Uh, I want to see how the Cincinnati Bengals respond to getting beat. What would what a lot of people would call an upset to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what's Belichick going to adjust in the Patriots? Carolina, Cleveland, not 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 really thinking about that one a whole lot. Just that I was wrong and I told people to bet their life savings on Carolina. Uh, but uh, New Orleans, I feel like they'll get better. Be probably about I, I don't know. I don't know. Not a whole lot has changed on my long term opinion for the season. Um, not really a lot at all. You know, but it's week one. And that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people have to remember. It's week one. We can't overreact. Okay. Like I said, when it comes to the Frank Rag thing, people have been saying this for a long time. He was on the preseason coaching hot seat. This guy might be in trouble. Because now indie sports media is talking about it. Now I'm talking about it. And you know if I'm talking about it, it's fucking real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I would watch this Frank Rag thing watch the Colts closely and uh, things have got to, things have got to get better. Things have got to get better. Um, say Rodrigo bangs out that field goal. Let's say he makes that overtime field goal and the Colts win. I don't think this, I think we a lot a lot less people are calling for Rodrigo's head. But I think this Frank Rack conversation still goes on. It came out on JMV yesterday that Matt Ryan was actually upset with Frank Reich's play calling, and I'm not sure why we got away from like quarterbacks, like let Matt Ryan calls plays. Like, why can't Matt Ryan run his offense? This guy's been around forever. He's been an MVP. There's guys. That, there's guys that could do that. Guys that are probably football smarter than your offensive coordinator. Guys it might be football smarter from an offensive standpoint than your head coach. You got Matt Ryan, guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Tom Brady. You got those, those guys that have been around forever. And I'm not talking about as the all-time greats. I'm just talking about guys that have been around for a long time that are grown men that are, that are capable of running an offense. Why, why aren't they calling their place? All right. Exciting times coming. Uh, So Thursday, I'm going to do this uh, podcast from a Florida hotel room. uh, Thursday night, we'll be live again. I did did that a couple weeks ago from South Bend, Indiana. Now I'll be in Tampa, Florida, right outside of Raymond James Stadium in my Florida hotel room as I'm going there this weekend, traveling for the wife's birthday. Wife returns. I don't want to disclose her age. Okay. But wifey's birthday this weekend. So we're going to Florida. Do you be from under? Uh, (laughs) No, I feel like this is, I feel like an incoming from joke is on its way there. Andrew, I don't want to fall into that trap. We'll be in Florida this weekend. Wifey's birthday. Uh, Happy early birthday. Wifey. Of course, we're going to do all the Tampa Bay and Orlando things. Go to Clearwater beach, but I've got a hotel room and I want to do a podcast. I can't skip podcasts. I've figured out how to travel with this shit, and I'm going to do it. So I can't skip podcasts. So Thursday night from Florida, there'll be a live stream. Might be real late. Who knows? Jump on there with me. Party with me. It'll be Facebook only. So Facebook Live on the Sean B. Show Facebook page Thursday night. Not sure what time yet. Really depends on what's happening. Might not do it at all. <laughs> Wife may shut that shit down. Probably she, she probably won't. She's not like that. But, uh, yeah, so Thursday night, look for that. As we're going to talk about, let's see, it would be after the Thursday night game. So we'll probably talk about the Thursday night football game, and uh, which is Chiefs-Chargers. It's going to be an exciting. I'm stoked about this Thursday night football game. Chiefs-Chargers at 815 from Arrowhead Stadium. We'll talk about that one, and uh, we'll talk about, uh, I think, Is Tampa is Tampa in central? Tampa might be in central. Tampa time zone. I gotta look at this. I gotta figure this out. Ah, Tampa's Eastern. Okay. It's the panhandle that flips the central. That's what it is. Okay. So yeah. Tampa in uh Eastern time zone. So yeah, after the Chiefs Chargers game. We'll go live on our Sean B show face. Actually, it might just be on my personal Facebook page. Either way, we'll figure it. We'll figure out a way to get it there and uh, get the podcast out so that everybody can enjoy this Sean B show content forever. Forever. I mean, it's once we did it, we've done it. That's NFL week one. We're going to close that shit down, put it in the books. The Colts tie for the first time in a long time. Uh, I believe it's the first Colts tie. Yeah. First time since 1982. So first Indianapolis Colts tie and the first ever time the Texans have tied and the first tie between the Colts and the Texans, blah, blah, blah. Positives. We're in first place. All right. Colts are in first place. That's what you need to focus on. That's the NFL week week one wrap up. I have a whole lot of audio edits to do on this podcast. I'm going to do them later. Guys, have a good day.